Hello everyone, uh, as you guys know I did a bit of a live stream yesterday reacting to the new dividends and it's basically just about 50 minutes of me rambling on, uh, answering a few questions and then talking a bit about the future of Football Index, answering a few questions about future dividend rises, the share split potential of one and order books and new indexes etc. So hope you guys enjoy. Hey, Daryl. Uh, yeah, I think it's overall positive. I think if we take a step back and we think about where we were 40 days or so ago with the original announcement where there were a lot of displeased people, not only with the actual content or add-on that Football Index had produced, but also just from the kind of the execution and the communication so i think my thoughts on the announcement today they're a lot more positive than they were um in the last announcement and uh also i quite like that football index have talked about future developments as well i think that people are always asking what's next for football index what they're going to do about x and y it always seems like we have a, a worry in the football index community about about something or other it was spreads a share split uh, now we're talking about different indexes and the order book. So we always have a worry as a community, but I think that the fact that they've kind of not only come out with a very professional, good and slick announcement, but also that they've talked about the future bodes well. I also quite like the 30-minute um, suspension of, of buys and sells that they implemented. I thought that was excellent. And I thought that just simply something like the website not crashing uh did really well for them i think that kind of boosts confidence for users and, and traders in general so i think overall all in all i think I, I don't know if i had to rank it out of 10 i'd say maybe a eight and a half which is is pretty good um compared to uh, you know what we kind of used to from football index in terms of their announcement i think a lot of people were expecting um expecting chaos really not only from a market standpoint but also from a com standpoint i mean i, t I tweeted jokingly that we wouldn't be able to access the site until probably 650 or whatever but they proved me wrong in that uh in that respect uh, ross hay or oh, russ haig did you buy keepers before the announcement no sadly i didn't um well i'm gonna just assume that that's better uh did i buy keepers before the announcement no unfortunately i didn't i know a lot of people that really cleaned up and really did well um i just wasn't sure that football index were going to do something to value players that aren't as marketable i talk about this quite a lot on the the podcast where it, it makes sense for football index that the likes of Neymar, messi ronaldo are kind of at the top of the index pogba the guys that are in the headlines the most, the guys that are some of the world's best players, just because it's a lot more appealing to an external person who isn't on the index when they see maybe their favourite players uh, rising in price or whatever. Um, I, I know that I think that that's kind of what their intention is, those flair players, those really popular players, to be right at the top of the index, not only from an off-the-pitch standpoint, but on the pitch as well. Um, the likes of, you know, Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar being arguably the three best players in the world, being at the top kind of makes sense. Um, but I know I didn't buy keeps before the announcement. I did have like a list of about 15 or 20 that I bought one of to kind of 
just just in case you know uh, and and hopefully i was be able to to jump on at seven o'clock and i don't know i got on a few and some that didn't work out as well but overall it was decent i think it was more the the confidence that it is still in the the market was overall quite a positive thing um trying to look for any more questions uh as um yeah george brooks calling me a neek thanks george cheers i'll um i'll see you soon mate thank you it's always nice when uh when one of your friends comes on to support you on one of these streams what do they mean by multiple indexes in the future that's from felipe nasciamento um <laughs> yes edgar davids cheers adam uh yeah i do i do wear glasses thank you for that um what do they mean by multiple indexes in the future well from my understanding and from what i've read and from what i've talked to adam cole about before personally and on the podcast i think that's other sports and a lot of people have kind of alluded to perhaps um you know other countries having a different kind of media buzz structure or whatever i think this is football index insinuating that in the future they will potentially have other sports that are involved whether that's part of one product or it's kind of another subsidiary of um another subsidiary of bet index the, the company or fame ventures um i'm not sure but i think that that's what a lot of people are worrying about at the moment I, I i keep getting messages like will people just take money out of football index and um put it into say nba index or golf index or tennis index and i think football index as a company would figure out a way to make it so there is no scenario where you know 30% of the money leaves football index remember the money invested in the index is the most important to is the most important thing to football index as a company so a lot of people worrying about that it's kind of strange because that's their priority keeping money into the in the market so i think that's something i wouldn't worry about if if i was you and i was uh, obviously you know i'm just one man i can't lay every fear out there but i i think that's something that i wouldn't be too worried about cheers martin uh love you too mate uh mcfofo i haven't started football index yet how much should you recommend to make as my first deposit um i'd say whatever whatever's kind of what you know whatever you're comfortable with right if it's a tenner if it's 20 quid just to get yourself started and accustomed to the platform um obviously football index have that 500 pounds risk-free uh offer um which means that you can essentially deposit 500 pounds and not lose any money if you don't like the index or if you're losing money at the end of the week um and if you you, you know you can always uh use my uh, affiliate link if you like uh plugging myself there right what we've got next uh, george brooks again are you real mate i've known you for over 10 years so i think that answers that uh daniel Def- donafort Donofrio, sorry if I've pronounced that incorrectly. If you had to buy, if you had to back a player right now for a long-term investment, who would you back and why? Uh, I mean, I don't like specifically uh, naming players, as you guys know <laughs> by now. Um, sorry, I'm just laughing at the comments. But I do think that there is kind of value all over the place at the moment. I think Football Index as a whole, if you compare it to the dividends on offer, is undervalued as an index so i'd say i'm gonna be really crap and just say there's value everywhere um ah cheers mate yeah thank you bigger wardrobe might need that (laughs) um yeah i think that 
um yeah a long-term investment i'm not sure i think that you want to at this stage while we're not close to market cap i think you want to just look at relatively like young players that are playing and have that potential to win um to win dividends which i think is quite important if you couple the hype of a young player or youngish player um if you yeah if if you're looking at a player who's who's not kind of approaching post peak they're kind of towards their peak and they're indeed um maybe they've got like you know some transfer links and they're actually actively on the pitch trying to win dividends rather than in the academy or on the bench i think that those kind of players where you just think as a player their trajectory is on the up are kind of safe investments at the moment on football index as long as the money is coming in and as long as they have the potential to win dividends rather, uh, either from a media perspective or PB perspective. Uh, Nils, uh, hello, Pet. Think you need a bigger wardrobe, mate. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, money 19. Pet is in the basement, Harry Potter style. Uh, <laughs> Cheers, mate. McFofo, do you have some, some kind of thread or anything I can follow? I'm a bit of a noob or do you have players... Uh, what you recommend to investment uh, McFofa I'd recommend you check out my uh, beginner's guide so if you subscribe to my YouTube channel if you go to uh, the beginner's guide you list, uh, if you watch that it's about 20 minutes long uh, that should kind of explain the index as best as what well, I can uh, Adam uh, Southworth uh, AS well known to uh, everyone on Twitter will you personally be buying into players for these dividends specifically or will you see it as a bonus when churning over old new shares i think there's i don't know i think a couple of things right one i think for some of my kind of more medium long-term holds i think i could use this as a opportunity to potentially exit those positions particularly if I think the fixtures that are upcoming aren't great. So say if some uh, someone's bought a lot of a player that I own for a 30-day cycle and I'm looking at them more as a long-term hold, I think there's a decision to be made there if the price reaches a point, uh, whether or not I should keep them. The other hand is, will I be buying players specifically for this? I think it'd be silly not to if you kind of are on the index and if you have the time. If you look at what happened with the last announcement where actually less dividends were on offer some of the players that i mean we saw 20 30 40p rises in players that were you know 80 90p uh at the low end and and rising to to such great extents uh so i think yeah i I think there's two things i think i'll use this and i think people will use these dividends as a an exit strategy for some of their long-term holds and i also think that they'll be looking to buy these players um either on the day while they're watching games or just kind of when they see lineups and hoping that they score uh nils again nils patel do you think there is still scope for future dividend increases for pb or mb or is the next big mark or is um the share split the next big milestone in your opinion i think that i don't think we'll see a dividend increase in the orthodox style or way before a share split or um or, or the order books are in order in order in in place i think that it be 
I don't know. It's a hard one. I, I can see why Football Index would do it. It would mean that a lot more money would come into the market and obviously they'd have more spending power with the deposits that are on offer, uh, that are in order and that are actually invested into the index. But I think that their priorities right now are building that new platform, order books, uh, in conjunction with NASDAQ. And I, I just don't think the... I, as I mentioned earlier, I think that the index is kind of still undervalued. So for them to raise dividends when we aren't at market cap, I, I'm not too sure. I think that creating some sort of uh, concept li- like this 30-day um, renewal of fresh futures where money will kind of move from left to right a lot more is the direction they're going to go in, but whilst not kind of ex- upsetting that long-term view that a lot of traders have, that's kind of my opinion. They're going to try and add a lot more of those short-term wins and those short-term trades whilst still trying to kind of like not upset those long-term traders and i think to be fair looking at twitter and looking at some of the guys with massive portfolios guys that have been on since the beginning and that um kind of hold players for for long times they've kind of said you know i'm not going to buy into it but i kind of understand why football index are doing it so i think that um all in all it seems like the whole of the football index community is happy uh, in that but i don't know i don't think that uh, dividend increases are something on the near horizon if i was going to make a guess i think you're right there knows that share split is probably that or order books are the next big milestone i think uh, and i think order books are going to be really important it's going to be really important to how uh football index run as a business um removing themselves that instant sell button is going to be massive for them uh and hopefully it goes really well um zebo fig saved my life cheers luke uh lee van <laughs> you can't see me um mcfofo again is football index more of a long-term way to make money or just or is it just fast paced sorry if i'm asking too many questions just trying to get as much information as possible the answer to that is both really i mean you can look at um my bank builder series on youtube where um uh where where i've kind of started with 100 pounds and i'm now um 700 pounds uh now at 700 pounds so I mean, that's kind of like a 700% increase over a year, which is, I think you'd look at short term because that's happened in a really short amount of time considering how big a percentage increase that is. But a lot of people have held players for two and a half uh, plus years and they've done really well. So I think the answer to that is both. Uh, I, I think that if you want it to be a short-term trading platform, it can be. If you want it to be long-term and you play your cards right, it can be. I don't think there's a right answer to that. Uh, Eddie Swain, do you think tonight's announcement makes a share split less likely in the short term? Um, I don't think so. I don't know why an announcement like this would do that. I know that a lot of people have speculated that a share split might be done to kind of appease traders that are kind of losing confidence with the market or whatever. But I just, I don't think Football Index will do it for that reason. I think if Football Index share split, it will be for something that will kind of improve, um, will kind of improve the platform, will improve the liquidity, will improve the general trader experience. If a share split comes in conjunction with order books, we've talked about how that spread might close in a bit and because prices are lower on a whole than the buys and sells, the asks and uh, sells will be um, 
will be a lot closer together and i think that's going to be a lot better um for football index as a company and i think it's going to be better for traders in general as that order book comes in uh money 19 do you not follow jay hall on <laughs> first bit of newbie advice which will take you a long way yeah uh mcfofo don't do that um yeah i i wouldn't recommend following that guy adam southworth you mentioned on the announcement they're building to try implement in-play trading what other new ideas do you think they could come up with to add uh like uh, to add to the likes of goals and assists or clean sheets in the future um i've got actually got a, a reasonably good idea i think this is probably one of the best ideas that i've come up with for football index um and i haven't come up with that many right uh, i've pitched uh, adam cole so many in the past that he hasn't listened to uh, rightly or wrongly probably rightly but one thing that i think would be quite interesting right is if you could implement some sort of compounding effect whereby if say Lionel messi or i'm just going to use him in a, as an example scores in one game he is eligible to win that um goal dividends but if he score, scores in the next game so that's two in a row um you could have like a multiplier like a that goal times 1.25 or whatever and if messi scores in another goal a game in a row uh then you can multiply it again by another um factor and what that would end up doing is um if say messi scored in seven goal games in a row or remember jamie vardy scored in 11 games in a row when he scores in that 11th game or someone scores in that 11th 10th or 11th game then that one goal could be worth not 2p but more like 10 11 12 13p um so i think something like that would be really interesting and it would mean that goals and assists would kind of be translated not only at the bottom of the market but also upwards so i think that something along those lines where goals and assists would create uh an ecosystem or a platform where money also moves into those more expensive players just to appease everyone but also doesn't make those expensive players or players in general too volatile because i think the downside of what i've just said you could have a player like uh, andrea Bellotti, for example a couple of seasons ago scored so many goals got a bad injury uh, and hasn't really got to the same level since at the time where he was scoring so many goals and he was scoring goals in a row in the system that i've kind of just presented he'd be flying up quite substantially but there might be a situation where he would go to say four or five pounds and right now be at one pound fifty two pounds but still kind of in the peak of his career if that makes sense so that would be another variable or something that football index would have to look at how volatile a concept like that would make the platform um hopefully that's a reasonable good uh, idea george brooks worst advice you've you've given oh i don't know there's there's probably plenty um phew, i don't know i i think i think it's um <laughs> worst advice i've given i think maybe kind of a couple of days before january transfer windows where people ask me if i should sell or keep a player they're panicking they don't know if the player's going to make a move uh, and i just kind of say look um do you think they're going to make the move and they answer it themselves with no they sell and then uh next day transfer de deadline day you've got someone like chris kamara screaming um x has moved to y uh, and uh, I instantly think of that person that I um, that I kind of not advised but pushed towards that decision. Although on the other hand, I remember 
you know what? It was actually Louis Tom. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Louis Tomlinson, the guy from uh, One Direction, asked me if uh, he should keep Alderweireld, and um, it was at the end of the transfer window. Summer transfer window. I was, I was, I was kind of like scared to answer i was like you know this guy's got 30 million odd followers or whatever if i give him some bad advice he might jump off at blindex and luckily i said look i don't think he's going to move um i would sell him and uh he dropped about 50 60p the next day which was i was very happy with that because uh you know he was uh him joining the index was quite quite a cool thing for everyone in the community um Alan Davis, do you think a share split is likely to come? Would a share split be a positive for the top end of the market? I think from a liquidity standpoint, it would be positive. Uh, do I think a share split is likely to come? Gun to my head, yes, but I honestly don't know. Uh, would a sh- And I, I, as I've just mentioned, I think that with the order book in conjunction, I think having those uh, buys and sells that being a lot closer together making the market a lot more liquid is not going to be a harm to anyone and i think it's going to be um very good in that regard alan davis again how do you think the dividends will affect the top end of the market uh do you think there'll be any movement as i said i think um with some of those mid to high price players traders might look at an opportunity to exit these and get back in cheaper if a player goes on a crazy streak in those 30 days and i think it would have to be crazy if you look at sergio ramos for example who's at six pounds 20 or whatever he's now if he scores two goals and you've bought in that 30 day period that's still a one percent yield that's pretty good um but for is that going to be worth it if you include the the um the actual commission that you give away i.e two percent he'd need to score four goals so i think it would have to be something pretty significant um like someone like him scoring a few goals in 30 days or the likes of ronaldo scoring 10 goals in 30 days but even then with the commission i don't think it's going to be worth it i think people are going to be lucky whereby they buy someone like ronaldo neymar messi or some of the big guys um maybe not in anticipation for this dividends that they're going to win but kind of as a bonus saying okay look i want to hold this guy for long term anyway if they score within those 30 days gonna be a uh, bonus uh bill warren have you or will you be buying any keepers on the back of the announcement and where do you see the value in goalkeepers uh well bill yeah i bought some and i've sold some and i've kept some i think the value in them is obviously the value is intrinsically linked to uh, clean sheet so you're looking at um you want to look at players that don't concede a lot. I think that there's going to be players or... I think, you know what, this is probably a better answer. I think goalkeepers at teams that haven't hit form yet are probably a good way to look at it. Uh, Look at the guys who haven't moved at the moment. Look at the guys who are playing for a team who are in a bit of a rut, but traditionally, historically, have done quite well. Um, and, and that's where you might find some uh, value. Uh, Bill Warren, have you or will... Oh, same question. I've stupidly asked that one again. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> uh, shout out to Stanford. Great podcast a few weeks back. Thank you very much, Alan Davis. It was good. Uh, again, Alan Davis, when is the podcast with FI coming? Um, I think we're going to record early mid-December. So that would be good. Lee Van saying currently in production. He's got absolutely no idea. Don't don't, uh, don't listen to him. Adam Southwood again. Potentially that concept would be good if it was all in the same game. So 2 times 3x multiplier, if the goal, etc. If the goals 
were to be scored in the same game. Hattrick, for example, starts starts fresh next fixture. I mean, potentially, um, but I think there is something there where if a player scores three in one game, then two two in uh, another game, then I think that. Um, I think it. I mean, either way, I, I, it's just an idea. But I think there's something about that compounding game after game, where, like you said, Adam, two or three multiply within the game, making it a lot more in play. But also that compounding effect within those thirty days could lead to not short-term holds, not long-term holds, but kind of mid-term, which is something that I think would be quite interesting. Um, George laughing again. Money nineteen. A pawn index would make sense given Adam Cole's background. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that um, Adam Cole was uh, in the, uh, I believe, in the soft porn industry before he uh, started other ventures, which is quite interesting, but um, clearly gave him some entrepreneurial flair, which uh, has ended up in in this um, in this situation, which is uh, a good one. I think Football Index is doing really well. Uh, Eddie Swain again. Were you surprised they didn't extend the thirty-day deadline? I kind of was actually. I think that if they extended it at least a little bit, then you would have found yourself in a situation where it would be worth it to also buy um, buy players at slightly higher prices. And I think that maybe Football Index, if I had any criticism, maybe they missed a trick there, but. I guess we we can't complain. It's extra dividends, um, and we might find ourselves in a situation where indirectly the the money actually flows upwards. I think I think I saw a few tweets where usually people are kind of expecting money to go into the top guys and it trickled down. But if people are making money off these kind of off these short term trades of players that have smaller or little tangible long term value then that money will filter upwards. For example, if you flip the goalkeeper today from 50p to £1 and you don't want to hold that goalkeeper for a long time, suddenly a uh, long time, suddenly you have 100% more capital to, to play with. And suddenly that money might look enticing to go into those top holds. So I think we might have like a bottom to up uh, flow of money when people make money from these flips, if that makes sense. Um, uh sniper raiden 07 interesting name uh if you had only a 130 pound portfolio would you rather 30 players low futures or five players more futures i've got the first after six weeks i'm doing uh, of doing fi and i'm on 127.12 so doing something wrong i don't think there's a right way to do it i think when you start um kind of like diversifying yourself uh and having as not as many players as possible but having several players is a reasonable idea just because if you have quite a few different players and you're trying to learn what the index is like at the beginning i don't think you should worry if you're down three pounds if you think about it um sniper raid and you're only down that's like two and a half percent if that and i i wouldn't worry too much about how much money you're making or um losing at the beginning i think it's just trying to understand the platform which is more important but i mean i think it's personal preference if you're more risky then go for the less players and more futures if you're more risk adverse and you're a bit more passive or you are still finding your feet then uh, one if there's enough demand i mean i'd probably wear a fig t-shirt but 
you know this is the, it's kind of my brand so i don't know if other people would um yeah it'd be uh it'd be a strange one really um i'm just looking at the time now uh can everyone still hear it see it is everything in still good for those still there Right. Well, um, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about um, kind of the future development side uh, where Football Index talk about. Um, cheers, mate. Thank you. OK, that's good. Uh, where, where they talk about um, how they're rebuilding the technical platform from the ground up, which is um, something that I think is really important, because as we all know, Football <laughs> Index, their their tech platform at the moment is not the best. And for them to, as they write it, scale and power multiple platforms, multiple indexes, they need to have a tech platform that is build, built robustly from the ground up. And um, I've kind of talked to a lot of people that have spoken to uh, FI um, staff at the latest trader meets and they've said that they've been hiring tech people like mad um which is which is great to hear i think that's very 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 necessary with order books coming and that being one of the biggest moments um of football index's kind of short uh life span so far it's it's going to be really interesting to see this new platform whether or not it looks any better i know we've seen beta stuff front end the the kind of pretty part will come that's a maybe slightly easier to fix but having a robust tech stack that the um the Nasdaq order book can then plug into, I think is really important. And I think we shouldn't underplay how important in the short or long term. Um, they want to do filters in your portfolio to show the age of your shares, which obviously a lot of people has, um, have called for. Um, and and I, I don't know if I like this or don't like this, but while we don't recommend trading exclusively for these dividends, some traders will want to. So that's kind of the being nice to the traditional traders the people that are holding um long term um but also saying that if you want to do this short-term thing if you want to exclusively look at these uh, dividends then that's fine as well uh, and then they say we'll be adding filters to the portfolio so that you can see shares purchased before and or after certain dates to make it easier and more transparent to see where you stand i think that's something that everyone wants to see uh it's possible that we'll also add functionality to roll or renew shares but there are many priorities focused on our core offering that rank ahead of this i think that's also really important right i think having that ability as a trader to really easily renew those shares in that 30-day cycle if you make as a product if you make football index as easy as possible people are going to love it more and if people love it more they're going to be more likely to tell their friends they're going to be more likely to tweet about it. they're going to be more likely to post on facebook about it um you're going to be more likely to tell your barber it's just like that network effect is so much easier to leverage if people really love your product whereas i've said it in previous podcasts some people might not love the product that much and they might be here because the uh, of their ability to make money and whilst that's a very big factor for a lot of people um, a lot of people do love the product and I think that's really important 
Uh, okay, Daryl Cavanagh again. Can you explain how order books work? Um, yeah, I should probably do a video on this actually, but essentially, and we've talked about this in uh, previous podcasts. Essentially, um, where if you say put a buy order in for Neymar, he's currently fifteen seventy ish or whatever. You currently, if you put in a buy order for him at fifteen fifty, right? you will only buy him at that price when there is a sell order that matches. And so what that means is for every buy, there has to be a subsequent sell on the other side of the book, if that makes sense. So just imagine it as uh, two sides of a book. This is, these are your buys, these are your sells. You can only buy if there is a matching sell on either side of the book. And now there's also probably going to be a function where you can market buy, which is uh, basically you're buying at a market price. So that's the um, lowest price that someone's or the highest price that someone's willing to to sell them at uh, or the lowest price that someone's uh, willing to sell them at. So basically, like if you go ahead and look at where um, where Kieran posts that picture, there's kind of... Uh, a graph on the right and a graph on the left um and where they meet in the middle is the market price and that's where um the the buys are at their highest and the sells are at their um, lowest in terms of prices and that's where they meet so hopefully that kind of explains it um but i'll, I'll do a more kind of robust and thorough video at some point and maybe get myself on a cover a couple other exchanges traditional stock market ones uh, crypto ones betfair exchange and, and kind of show you how each ones work and where we could see football index kind of taking inspiration from other places um paul baker in your opinion Oh, sorry, that scrolled. Uh, when will there be a share split? Personally, feel like it's only going to be positive for everyone. Yeah, I, I've discussed this uh, previously in the stream pool. I think that I, I think there will be one uh, gone to my head, but I'm not certain. Um, but yeah, I think it would be a positive thing, even though fundamentally uh, players shouldn't rise. They they might do just because it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy at this stage. Um, but I think it will be more positive in terms of the liquidity side of things when the order books come in, as I've mentioned, when those buys and sells are closer to each other, it's going to be better for everyone. And that's more likely to happen when prices are smaller or lower. Sorry, Alan Davis again, full of questions tonight, Alan. Uh, where do you see the index in years time? Uh, the footy, any other developments in terms of the platform? Uh, where do I see it in a year's time? Uh, it's quite hard to say, actually, because just over a year ago, we didn't really even have pb in the way it is um i see football index looking at avenues like we've seen uh in goals and assists and clean sheets whether or not they tweak this um in say four or five months uh where they found some data about trading volumes about whether or not there's uh the money is actually trickling upwards as they as i mentioned i'm not too sure but i see i see football index as a brand uh being a lot more mainstream in the uk i think that we'll probably see ourselves in a lot more territories in kind of mainland europe and, and, and bigger countries in europe and i think that we'll probably see football index start advertising a bit more aggressively in other countries and um i think that we'll see them kind of take on customer opinions a bit more as we've seen with this uh, announcement um, I think that 
that customer feedback loop is, loop is really important. It, it can really make or break companies. And I think that Football Index are uh, are kind of starting to see and reap the rewards, really, let's be honest, of, of kind of listening to their consumers. They've listened, they've abided, and everyone's, or 90% of people are kind of happy about this. Um, Sniper Raiden is a share split where everyone price gets divided by, say, four, and your futures uh, are multiplied by four with the end of each season not be a good time yeah that's exactly what it is um and uh, yeah that's exactly what it is and uh yeah it would be a better time to do it when there's kind of less going on on the index so a summer without a tournament would kind of make sense would you pay a commission on renewing a player's shares uh sorry if you covered that i think you would i think it would just be less of a pain point for someone to sell the shares and buy them again i think it would just simply be a a, a feature um that would um make life easier for traders martin cook can you draw me a picture of this example i can't i i really i really don't want to um sorry <laughs> uh as how do you think they'll successfully implement the the, the days remaining on the fe- uh, futures feature if i buy five ramos today three tomorrow ten the day after etc there will be a very long list of small purchases as simple as possible right i think that um football index could perhaps apply a filter like they do now with the most shares least shares uh up for sale um biggest holding lowest holding where you could say um you could filter by how many days ago you've bought a player and it would show up only in your portfolio the players that you've held for more than 25 days say or more than five days that might not be the best way to do it but i think kind of a filtering system or something along those lines is probably gonna be the way for blindex go um money 19 can i get your autograph at the next trade of me uh, i'm not sure why you'd want it really but um I mean, I'm going to say no, because that that would be quite strange. Um, you know, I don't really know what you do with it. Uh, um, and obviously, that's it's kind of a jokey question. but And I know some people are strange, but uh, yeah, I, I think there's probably people way ahead of me that you'd rather get an autograph of. Uh, hey, Miss Jordan, uh, in your opinion, is there more value in the middle of the pb market now for example allison is the same price as Di maria um i think i think you can pick any player on the index and compare them to another player on the index and say x is value but does it mean that the player that you've chosen as the one that you want to kind of describe as undervalued does it actually make them undervalued against the dividends on offer and i think that's what you need to ask yourself right comparative value can be good but sometimes the index is a bit illogical right so one player might be able to yield 10p over a season one player might be able to yield 36p over a season and they might be the same price so i think it's quite important to look at players that I think in this market at this time, talk about the mid PB price bracket. Look at those players that haven't moved a lot. Look at those players that are kind of ready to maybe explode from a performance standpoint and just kind of do your homework from a stats perspective. Are you buying X player because they've just missed out on PB a few times, they've hit a few peak scores or they've got a good average um, and you know that they can score to hit those peak scores? 
there are a lot of things that you can look at to kind of assess whether or not a player is uh value but i think the middle of the pb market i think it was a sotd that said there'll be certain players that go from say three pounds to near 10 pounds this season and i suppose that from you know the likes of Jaden sancho and reese nelson we've already seen 150 200 percent rises so you want to um you want to you want to find that next player i think uh who is a pb centric player so i think look at those kind of players if if i was looking for value there uh dna when we're getting fig fig buzz dividends um don't really know what fig buzz dividends would be (sighs) yeah i don't know fig buzz i have absolutely no idea where to even start with that i think this and the the fig merchandise uh stuff is is really thrown me as well as the autograph stuff uh as chrissy said can you put on the venga coat i don't actually have one um and by the looks of it it looks really hard to zip up so uh oh oh the one behind there yeah oh fair i think that might actually be my dad's um yeah so no i don't own one personally uh sorry about that <laughs> uh, but no i'm not gonna put it on that would, that would be weird uh, eddie swain what are your listening figures like now from new territories that football index have branched in out, out into and what can football index do to increase interest in those areas uh now eddie because i've kind of officially found sponsors i don't think it'd be fair to kind of reveal listening figures just with respect to them but i think i tweeted a, a I mean, very vaguely, uh, Ireland and Sweden are still sitting at uh, four figures. um, And there's a few listens in uh, Canada and New Zealand. Um, There's a few in the likes of Germany, Spain. I'm not sure if that's people holidaying in those areas. And I think that... um, (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah, very corporate of me uh but yeah i think four figures in in ireland and sweden is quite promising considering uh you know my twitter account only has a quarter of the amount football index does on twitter so i think that's um something to go by but i think it doesn't really matter at this stage i think just getting into those territories and then aggressively marketing in those territories is important i remember being on holiday a couple months back uh with a friend and we were meeting loads of swedish people on our travels and my friend would just tell them about football index every time i know i should be the one kind of uh shilling the shit out of football index but it was him doing all the selling uh so yeah that's kind of my answer it's it there's nothing big at the moment there's nothing to shout about but i think that we won't really see drastic changes in that until we start seeing tangible and aggressive marketing from football index in those territories uh as do you think they're going they're doing enough atm at the moment to try and onboard new traders in sweden etc haven't seen many mention it on the twitter timeline and it's been live a while now um i don't know i think as a small company they obviously have to prioritize and from their sense or from their perspective they've prioritized oh oh god but sorry about that Uh, (laughs) they've prioritized um the the tech side of things the migration into this new um platform uh the order books the share split 
uh, or share split is kind of speculative, but all these things they've kind of prioritized above that. So there must be a reason for that. And I think that they have talked about um, how they have had kind of substantial amounts of signups from other territories, but I think it will come. I think I wouldn't worry about um, not seeing too much activity. I saw someone tweet uh, that they'd finally got on uh football index from canada which was which was fun and i know a lot of people have have been abroad to canada and uh new zealand australia and said that they can or is it australia new zealand that they can use football index so i think it's just about getting the brand recognition up and getting out there as well uh sniper raiden 07 do you have a set percentage in goalkeepers defense midfield and attackers across your portfolio i'm a bit all over the place no i don't really um no, I don't. That that's just kind of the straight answer. I I tend to look at um, I tend to look at value all over the place, and obviously now it's been opened up the goalkeepers. Um, I think looking at some of those cheaper goalkeepers, perhaps in play or when starting lineups come up, or when I see someone has a good fixture lineup, uh, or the next six seven fixtures that are in a thirty day period goalkeepers might be something that i look at uh money 19 why is paulinho being ipo'd at two pounds 80 i think that's probably because um football index don't want money too much money coming out of uh, existing holds the existing market and going into ipos um they don't want too much money but they want enough money there to make it justifiable that they've ipo'd the player at that price so I think 280 is that high, yes, but then you look at some of the other youngsters and if someone could always make a justification for £2.80. I'm sorry if you really wanted to get him. Um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that we've got to live with, I think. Uh, Ellie Swain, again, do you think burping is okay on a live stream? Probably not. Um, probably not. Money19, what have you been eating, Fig? Uh, just had some um, quite spicy chicken and rice, which was, which was quite nice. Uh, but yeah, clearly caused me to burp during a live stream, which isn't ideal. Not very professional of me. So whoever call, called me corporate earlier, um, w- would someone corporate burp during a live stream? I'm not too sure. Uh, George Brooks, do you think with this new dividends giving keepers a new category to themselves, uh, will they feature more on the performance buzz sta- uh, side of things? I, I, yeah, obviously. I mean, before they didn't have their own kind of category so to speak and now clean sheets are exclusively for them in that 30-day period so of course they're going to be more valuable just from that i think uh, i don't think though that people are going to be buying keepers in the traditional sense um in terms of hoping that they win star player or best defenders uh goalkeepers etc i think goalkeepers 99.9 percent of their value will come from what i just mentioned which is that 30-day cycle you have the likes of say allison uh, i know that david de Gea has been in the papers before perhaps moving to real madrid and all this and all that so you are going to have those outliers who could get themselves some mb especially you know allison with the one name that's why he's the most expensive uh, goalkeeper but i think predominantly you're going to see them uh more so in that 30-day period uh george brooks when is your mum making me a lasagna again probably not not in the significant future george especially if you keep harassing me on my live streams mate um but but yeah i think that might be a good time to wrap it up actually it's 50 minutes um 
thanks everyone who's kind of stuck with it and uh if you're listening on the podcast tomorrow hopefully i can get the audio off uh have a good commute and if you're not commuting uh shout out to you too have a lovely day thank you everyone very much thank you very much for your uh, questions uh, and yeah thank you for the praise good stream mate thank you for that <laughs>